Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, so for coverage of the game and everything that happened in Miami, check out the Ringer NFL show for their game recap. And on the site, you can read Danny Heifetz on Andy Reid, Roger Sherman on Patrick Mahomes, and Robert Mays on Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl Deja Vu. On the Ringer's YouTube channel, make sure to check out Slow News Day with Kevin Clark live from Miami with a bunch of special guests Hello and like Miles Teller and Glenn Powell. The Ringer Podcast you can Network. watch and subscribe to YouTube.com to honor and remember the victims of the tragic helicopter crash that took the lives far too soon of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, Sarah and Peyton Chester, John, Carrie, and Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser, and Ara Zabayan. Uh, due to the nature of this horrible tragedy, we understand that this episode might not be for everyone. And Winging It will be back with our regular episodes here in February. May they all rest in peace. And with that, enjoy our talk remembering Kobe. Mamba and Mambasita, this one's for you. Winging It Hello and welcome into Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, joined by my co-host, Vince Carter. VC in the house. Um, obviously, this is not an episode we wanted to record that we um, thought we'd ever be recording. But um, And for those of you listening, this is obviously a tragic, tragic accident. So we understand if this episode is not for you. But we wanted to take some time just to dedicate this episode to Kobe um, and his daughter, Gigi, as well as the rest of them, and just share our memories of Kobe. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's kind of, I mean, when it's out, of the, it's out of the blue, like we were in our team meetings. Um, we, we break off into individual, well, in, into groups uh, and, and meet around the, um, the locker room. And I, still have, I typically have my phone in my pocket because I go and shoot right after. So I just run out to the court and you know, kind of get in my zone. And during the meeting, my phone is just blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. And it's like, all right, at first it's like, all right, no big deal, no big deal. And then after a while, it, just, it started to get annoying and it's more and more. And then somebody's, my phone starts to ring. And so it's vibrating more. And I was like, man, what is going on? So I take a quick peek, look back and said, Kobe died. I'm like, what? So I look again and it was my first cousin. My first cousin is a diehard Kobe fan. <laughs> How about that? Um, for forever. And, you know, that was one of her birthday gifts many, many years ago. Got our Kobe jersey signed. And uh, so that's that was the first one. And, and other people, um, Antoine Jameson actually uh, is another guy that hit me up. And they're like, did you hear? So I just stood up in the meeting and like, wait, wait, wait. Kobe just passed. And Melvin Hunt, our assistant coach, was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're done here. <laughs> and it was kind of this, it was a bunch of dialogue about that. And it never was about... <laughs> our, our our task at hand, and uh, from there, just started reaching out to people that I knew in the um, uh, in the news world. Just like, hey, what's going on? Tell me, tell me, tell me, because you know we were all just like you're just hearing all kind of information, and just as they started to pour in, you know, trying to figure out what's true and what's not, and just kind of hoping, you know, like the whole Rick Fox thing, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like he was on board, and his right. then it was Rick Fox. It was Rick Fox and his daughter, um, and then we found out, okay, that's not true. So now we're hoping, like you're telling me. It's not true, Kobe. And, and at that time, we weren't sure about Gigi. And it's just still unreal to believe this sad day. And 
Um, in a second, we will rewind to when you first met Kobe. But for me personally, as a journalist, I didn't know him. I've never met him. And I was absolutely shattered by this news. Just someone that, especially in my generation growing up, we always mm-hmm. watched Kobe. He was the guy. I, I listened to a podcast earlier today. Um, and they were talking about how not only is it sad because we lost Kobe and Gigi and the rest of the people on the helicopter, but we kind of lost our innocence. You know, the fact that we're untouchable. Like if this can happen to Kobe, it can literally happen to anyone. And so that part too was it was mind boggling. But um, and I'll add to that real quick. It's just you know, in which we'll go back and talk about it again. But like, it's just not a guy who was in a dark place. Right. It's not a guy who was a villain. Um, I mean, he was a villain to some some teams, but like to the world, they were, he was just embraced and loved. And, you know, you have some people in the world. I mean, you don't wish death on anybody. Right. And but like a, a guy who was just at his happiest, you know, and then and, and that's what is I think that's what shocks everybody is like, you know, when you see a guy who's, you know, in hospice or on his deathbed, you're like, OK, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. But never at 41 years old, you would imagine in 13 and, you know, you would never imagine something like this to happen. So um, to add to that, you know, it was it was my it was my birthday and it was kind of I felt some kind of way, you know, even when people were like, man, can you believe this? But like anyway, happy birthday. It was hard for me to actually accept, right. you know, that birthday wish. And, you know, so I kind of, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of thank you, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about Kobe. It's his time, you know. To, to, to reflect and and honor him and I just accept all birthday you know wishes the 27th so yeah. um, but this is something you know I'll obviously right. forever remember um, every morning I probably wake up for my birthday it's like oh okay it's my birthday and immediately that's gonna be the probably the true first thing you right. think of even before your birthday yeah yeah and and I felt for you on that day because I'm like man. Vince's birthday, like, yeah. and as much as you guys, you know, fought and battled on the court, I know that he was your guy, and you've mm-hmm. known him just as long as probably anyone years. else you've known in the league, 26 right? Six years. So, um, yeah, definitely felt for you there, but yeah. hopefully there can be some kind of celebration going forward. And yeah, we'll try it again ne- next year just to see. I mean, I, I think this year is just so tough to kind of celebrate. Um, you know, I, I think moving forward, it'll be it would kind of be like a celebration for you know for for obviously my day of birth but for him as well right. you know so yeah. we can make it happen it was it's just tough to it was a tough tough day i mean playing um still playing cuz <laughs> which I, I asked if we could probably if we can get the game canceled you know i was it was shot down the idea but at the same time i was like okay um knowing him he he wants to play and go out there and compete uh like he he always talks about so it was great to go out there and see uh, uh, Trey go out there and perform like he did, and even Devin Booker yeah. uh, performing like he did. You know, the the numbers that added up were crazy. So crazy how it all worked out. I mean, I don't I don't know what people's beliefs are or what you you know have in and all that, but I I can say without a doubt that like there was a presence there. I mean, the numbers Trey took twenty four shots. Devin he, took 24 shots. He, Trey shot 81% from the free throw line. I mean, and then if you combined their numbers, there were was, some it, crazy. It was 81 points total between the two of them. Right. Yeah. And these are two guys. I mean, everyone looked up to Kobe, so you can't say just them. But it's it's crazy. Um, and the numbers went on past Trey and Devin. There were a lot of other interesting things. So just to know that, you know, he was, him and his daughter were looking down on the team that day. And I'm sure quite proud of 
you know, the yeah. show that the team put on. For sure. I mean, it just, and it was a lot of that around the NBA. Yeah. Um, uh, Joel Embiid, who wore 24, um, finished with 24 points, you know, just some of the little tidbits like that. It was just, it was just pretty cool that, you know, like you said, if you believe in what you believe in, whatever you believe, but it was just kind of the funny, just so happens. I mean, he puts on 24, he finishes with 24 points, so on and so forth. There's the young man in uh, college, uh, he scored 81 points and he shot an air ball for it because he got fouled, which was his 81st point, shot the air ball and he took him out of game. Mind you, his team had 83 points total. <laughs> oh my God. Which was two points. Who is this? Think about that. Oh, shoot, it was only two points scored at By the time. By anyone else? Yeah, this, they had 83 points. He had 81 of them. They took him out of the game. Cool GG Ward number two. two. Oh, that's crazy. So it's just so many. Just this is so many. Just so happens, uh, and just it was just a pretty cool day, um, and and you know it's just pretty cool to see people just living in the moment and and honoring Kobe and and, and his legacy. Yeah, and you you can't make meaning of anything like this, but um, just to see how much everyone has come together globally yeah. in every country, uh, big or small sports town or not sports town you see i know you're not a golfer but three golfers wore his high school jersey his number eight and 24 and this waste management uh in phoenix the practice round uh, on, on the course mm-hmm. while they were actually going through uh their round so i mean it's just like i said it's just all sports i know saw something in hockey right. uh from with the kings if i'm not mistaken in soccer uh there was an unreal mural you saw that, I think, in the Philippines. Yeah, I don't want to say yeah, oh, that was insane. Court, yeah. insane. Insane. So, I mean, it's just a great tribute, and I, I'm sure it's not one of those things that's just going to last for a couple of weeks. I mean, you're going to see a lot of tributes uh, for, for a while, and, of course, All-Star Weekend is going to be emotional roller coaster for everyone. Yeah, and with the Super Bowl being on Sunday, this yes, Sunday, there's another I'm sure one. there will be for sure. a lot more um, shout-outs for Kobe, moments of silence for everyone who died. But like I said, it it doesn't just touch sports. It touches Mm -hmm. every realm Mm -hmm. of career. I follow people on Instagram who are like, you know, female fitness Instagram people, you know, who's didn't follow basketball, probably couldn't tell you how many teams were in the NBA, but they were still touched by his loss. Yeah, because you know who Kobe Bryant is. Um, You know, shout out to to, uh, KP. He was a diehard Kobe fan as well, who... um, he, he couldn't even make it up to the game once he found out, you know. So, you know, it's just, like I said, it just, it's affected a lot of people in the music world. Um, I saw Kevin Hart, you know, he posted the video and, uh, when he took the picture with, uh, Gigi. So, yeah, it's just, just crazy how, how this, how things work out. So we'll start with now and we'll move backwards, but. We recently saw Kobe at the Nets game. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe and Gigi were there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a great video that I was looking through stuff from that night of you guys just like laughing hysterically. Yeah. And obviously, you're probably covering your mouth, so no one knows what you said except for you guys. Right, but right. Um, he looked so happy. You looked so happy. And um, just tell me about that kind mm-hmm. of interaction and what that was like. Well, I was, I was, I was happy. Yeah, obviously to see him, but I was happy just hearing how happy he was in retirement because our last game against each other in Memphis, uh, you know, one of the things I asked him, I said, you ready for it? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready for it. You know, I, well, I am ready for it and so on and so forth. And then he's like, I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. And that was just, I was happy to hear that for him. And it was kind of for a guy who was a competitor like he was 
for 20 years. It was it was good for me to hear that, you know, just for my preparation right. as uh, my time dwindles down. It's just like, a, and he was, and that's what we were talking about. That was, I mean, our, that was the majority of our conversation is about his time being able to teach, well, be around his kids and and, and teach and, and and help Gigi learn the game like he sees it. And you can kind of see her her growth and, and from when she first started and her killing uh, on the court through all the videos on on social media. And one of the things that uh, we we mentioned is like, hey, you know, we'll continue to do whatever we can for our daughters, uh, you know, in their in their interest in life in general. And uh, it's just crazy. And did it when you when you talked to him about how happy he was? Did it kind of make you feel like like okay, I'll be okay to retire? Comfort. Yeah, yeah. I was comfortable. And, and, and so yeah, so he did you ever just, think Kobe Bryant would comfort you? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, but there was there was a bunch of guys that I would reach out to, um, Dirk, D Wade, who were just recently retired, who played a, lo- a lot of basketball, and just talking to him. He was like, "No, I promise you, you'll get the chance to." Do this, that, and forth. He says traveling. I get time to travel. I get just, just just being home and so on and so forth. And and he's like, no, I mean for real. Like he said, we'll we'll get we'll get up. We'll talk. We'll you know we'll get on a phone call. Or we'll we'll reconnect because uh, he was in town uh, bringing his kids to something. I can't remember what it was and going on. And he saw that we played. And obviously, Gigi was a f- super fan of Trey. And he was like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get back up and we'll talk about it. You know, I'll just tell you how I handle it and some of the steps that I, um, I, how I went about going, um, through that first month of so of retirement and basketball's going and I'm not playing anymore. It's like, and I was like, all right, cool. Now let's do that. We'll meet up, you know, gave a big hug, you know, talk the junk that we do and kind of walked off and, you know, I, you, you never know. Like that was the last time you talked to him, and that conversation will never happen. You know, so uh, it was crazy. And I think it's it's obviously great for everyone that he was at that game. You were at that game because he was he was at the Laker game um, back whenever that was yeah. November. But yeah, um, November. You weren't there, and so I think that it's you know, crazy that he was at another game, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. Brooklyn slash New Jersey. And if, from what I understood is he's only been to three games. He's only been to three NBA games this past season. And, and two, were, two of them were Hawks games. And it was for Gigi. It was not, I mean, I can't speak on his behalf, but, you know, what we hear is that he took her to see Trey. It wasn't for him to see. I'm sure it's a pain for basketball. him to go anywhere, but especially a basketball game. Mm-hmm. But it was because Gigi, you know, wanted to go. And you can just see him in his zone. Like, when you look at those videos and just see – how he's just coaching her up and making her aware of just situations and stuff like that. Like, and she's locked in too. I mean, just, you could see he was in his bubble and all of the attention that everybody else is watching him teach her. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even pay attention to it. Like it was just his moment. Like that, that's, that's happiness. It's instead of just kind of, you know, you can see the hesitation and just always like, Hey, why is everybody? No, nah, he didn't care. Right. It was their moment. So it was just great to see. So, the video that I'm sure everyone has seen was at the Nets game when he's like coaching her through whatever the play mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the moment when she connects what he's saying and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah, in yeah. agreement. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. And just their connection is amazing. Um, 
So rewind to that, to when, around when Kobe was retiring. I know he was a fierce, maybe the fiercest competitor you faced. Would you say that? I played against MJ. So, okay. I mean, he's one of two guys that is probably f- the fiercest. And, you know, MJ, when he was what, 40 playing, was still competitive as heck. And Kobe on his, you know, in his last days, even even D-Wade. But um, the same with, like, Kobe and, and, and MJ were, like, I'm I'm playing for a lot and I'm going at it. I'm still trying to prove whatever instead of just like, oh, this is my last run. I'm just going to have fun and play, which I think he was because he smiled a little more in between plays. That's when he smiled a little more. When he had the ball, we had a little laughing joke, uh, laughing and joking a little bit and talking junk while the, actually guarding each other and stuff like that, yeah, which we did early in the career, but like as we moved on through the other 16, 17 years, it was, wasn't a lot of that. Mostly battling. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. And then um, that was just, you see, a, a guy who was content. Um, and I, I can, you know, I look back now and I, I feel I feel that now. I, I, you know, just D-Wade. Even Dirk, when he, you know, he didn't announce until after his last game, but you can see, mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of content, but it's just the the fear of walking away for something after 20-something years. It's like, I don't care what you say. It's just when you've done that for uh, a part of, when it's a part of your routine for that long and all of a sudden it's like, that's it. That's, that's, it's a little scary. Yeah. And but the these fact, guys help. Right. And They're the fact that he yeah. was able to do it, I'm sure it gives you, you know, you know that you can do yeah. it as well. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. After, and guys like who, who put in that, that, that many years of that routine, hearing them say it helps. I actually... Well, we'll talk about that later, but I had a conversation with Dirk as well and kind of hearing from him, like it's just those guys. So now I've talked to really two of the three guys that I wanted to, and they're just making it easier. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to make this transition, because yeah, I'm sure it's not going to be easy. No, it's not. Because I'm going to be a little moody, honorary uh, little something for the first couple of months. Uh-oh. No podcast for it. the first couple of months. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we can. Uh, actually, I probably would need that, need something to do kind of to take my mind off it, I think. For me, I'm just, you know, mid-September for me is when, all right, I'm packing up and I'm getting ready to go to my right. NBA team, to my NBA city. So mid-September, let's say September 15th, is going to be none of that. So that's when it's kind of like, uh, what what am I doing? What's going on? You know, so and then it'll, I think it'll be even worse October when preseason games start. And it's probably going to be at its worst opening night. It's been about a year now. Not all summer. I was just like, this is going to be my last summer of preparation. And next summer at this time, oh, my gosh, I won't be doing this. Like all of that all year. So I think just hearing those guys has helped soften the blow as of now. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, But it's like I said, I've never been through it. You can tell me. You can get all the advice you want until you go through it. It's like, you know, we all handle Situation is different, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're here for you. Thanks. What was the last game you played against Kobe? Um, you know, around in his prime that you guys were really going at it. Like, tell me about that game. There's, it's tough to pick one. I mean, I've, I can recall one time. Um, I literally just saw this video not too long ago. Staples and we're playing in the leg, driving down the center of the, of the paint, going up, and there's a whistle. And I'm still trying to finish, and he hard fouls me across the arms. And I was like, yo, hey, what's wrong with you, man? You know, chill, you know, whatever, back and forth. And he's like, nah, no. And 
because I got a gun in his face and it was just, it felt like extra con- contact and he was like, oh, don't do that. And it just kind of went from that to a push and Who finger pointing. First? It was kind of, kind of a little bit of both. Cause like we were right there in referees and it just kind of, he's trying to make his way around. It's like, make your way around. You know, it's just, <laughs> that's just how it was. And it was just, and you know, it was just, so for the next time we played, it was zero conversation. Right. Zero None. conversation. So wait, because was, of it. was that a, was that a technical foul back then or no. what was it? Nothing. It was Nothing. just play on. They're like, Hey, you two chill. <laughs> play on because it was after the whistle so now because of the excessive whatever that's probably it probably would be a technical foul or whatever but that but at that time it's nothing it was just like hey you guys chill you know a little pushing shoving trash talking finish the game out whatever yeah <laughs> and i mean there's there's a lot of that i mean every time we played it was just i can recall and and for it was so long until my let's just not say the last year but so 17 years of back and forth in some games, he's, he's been hurt. I know he hurt his hand. Uh, he broke his hand a couple of times, so he didn't play in a couple of games. But every game we played, it was it was real. It was a battle. Yeah, it was real. Speaking of that, shout out to our former co-host, Kent Bazemore. I reached yeah. out to him the other day. I'm, I know he, obviously, oh, yeah. we know his story For with Kobe. Sure. Yeah. Played with Kobe. Um, Probably the reason he wore it, 24. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I reached out. I mean, he's go, you know he's going through it as much as everyone else is, and I didn't even know Kobe, so I can't imagine actually knowing him on a personal level. But yeah. um, shout out KB, we're thinking about you, we're praying for you, we love you. And, and to add to that, the you know the cool thing about what younger guys are doing around the league and changing the number, I mean that's their way of honoring. Um, I was asked how, how I felt about that, and I still don't know how I feel about that. You know, um, you know, it just depends, like. For younger guys who didn't play against Kobe, I can see where you changing your numbers, cool, you know, oh, okay, or whatever. But somebody like, let's say, Baze, mm-hmm. who played against Kobe, right. I'm okay with him still wearing 24 to honor him because he's played against him. Right. I don't know. So it's just, I don't know, it's just a weird thing, you know, and, you know, today's world, in my opinion, we make a big deal about a lot of things, but, you know, I, I, I'm okay with the guys who, who are choosing to change their number to honor him um, for whatever reason, that's fine. And I'm okay with those who choose to still wear 24 or 8 to honor him. Uh, I think it makes more sense, if you ask me, um, for those guys who've played against them to, if they still wear it, it's a real reason. Right. You know, I played against him. You know, I'm honoring him because I've been in battle with him. He scored many points against me. So, right. you know, that's my way of honoring. For, for the younger generation who didn't, you know, it's it's either way, in my yeah, opinion. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, answer. I don't it's think so. Whatever you know. feels best, whether it is to keep it to honor him or to give it up. Yeah. To honor so him. just you know, hearing that, um, seeing you know, reading it, hearing people comment on it. You know, obviously we're all un- entitled to our opinion, but I just think it's it's cool either way. I mean, because you're changing it because you're honoring him, or you're wearing it to continue to honor his legacy and the impact he has on you, that individual. Right. And you're allowed to do that. You should be allowed to do that. So on that note, do you think that 8 and 24, you know, Mark Cuban, we're actually here in Dallas, said that he's going to retire those numbers so no one can ever wear them again? Is it both of them or just 24? It might just be 24. Yeah, I think it's just 24. Do you agree with that? Do you think other teams should be that's retiring a cool gesture. I mean, that's, 24? They're allowed to, man. I'll tell you what. So I played in Dallas for three years, and when I was trying to choose a number, they don't have a lot of numbers left. Uh, I mean, just from, from what I was looking for. So 
that'll be a number. Uh, and Phoenix has a lot of numbers retired already. So, um, it, the numbers will, will become scarce, but, uh, it, why not? I mean, if, if they feel strong, strongly about it, um, the Miami Heat retired Michael Jordan number right. when they retired and he battled against them for real, for real, you know, so, um, it's just, it's just a great gesture. And they're, they're again, it's just, just, just a, their way of celebrating the great Kobe Bryant. Outside of the retirement stuff, is there anything that Kobe taught you both on and off the court that you continue to take with you? I mean, he always talks about his mama mentality and just, you know, I think that's one thing, you know, that I have appreciation. Like I said, he was, like I said, stone cold killer in his, um, in his career, during his career and talking to our owner, uh, Tony Wrestler, and he's like, hey, Kobe was pretty much the same way in the business world as well. So for me, it's just... Oh, so he was a killer in the business yeah, world too. Yeah, he was trying to get, go in and get it. And, yeah. and I didn't either, you know, especially talking to him, like how happy he is, but like he's just, that's just a mentality he has. And he, if it worked in for 20 years on the basketball court, why not keep that same approach? So um, that's one thing that I have an appreciation for is just kind of just having the mentality, being having the go-getter mentality and how I appreciate uh, that I appreciate with him doing that. And, you know, it's always my, uh, what's going to be my approach. Like I'm, I'm approaching life after basketball now, like I did as a youngster trying to become a professional basketball player, right. full force, you know, just go get it. Don't accept anything, but what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, he's, he's definitely talked about that. You know, every video you talk about his, you see now is about that. And I have a great appreciation for greater appreciation for it and going to stick to it. Let's talk about AAU, but also have you seen the video that's going around on Twitter? Where, Just recently? Yeah. So high school. So basically, and you can tell the story after I kind of intro it, but Kobe's high school coach <laughs> told him that you, and I don't think this was true, that you once played through a game with a broken arm and it got him all fired up to play did, in the game? I did play in a, with a broken arm. Oh, so you yeah. did. Yeah, it wasn't state championship. <laughs> but so he it said was, it was uh, a state championship? It was, that, it was um, that year. So tell us what actually happened there. Uh, no, I, I played in in, in, um, in Myrtle Beach, uh, Beach Ball Classic. I was on a fast break and this little kid, little white kid runs me down. Like I'm going to dunk it by myself. As I jump up, he runs me down, he clips the back of my leg, and I flipped over. Flipped backwards but sideways, and I kind of landed on my right right hand. And um, I'm not going to even get continued, but the, the, the bone sticks up on your wrist right there. Yeah. Broke that. Ugh. Yeah. And it was it was like back here somewhere, like moved up my arm. And at first it was like, oh, man, it hurts. Like, you know, you don't know. And then... You're playing, so I played so left-handed. So you just kept playing? I played left-handed. Oh, my God. The rest of the game. <laughs> it was painful. Did you win? Yeah, we won. Okay. And the funny thing about that story, so I played, and I think I think played that game, and I might have played one more game until they were like, hey, no, we're not going to let you do this, you know, because of, you know, you have all these college opportunities. We want you to heal correctly, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, I was going to play football that year as well, the quarterback. So at that time, when I got to the doctor, because I, the, I kept playing, and he's like, you're going to have to choose. You can't play both. Right. It's like, all right, I'll choose a sport. <laughs> Chose basketball. But the funny thing about that night after the game, uh, we won the game. We're in our, uh, our hotel room, all of my teammates or whatever, and uh, uh, sitting on the, all of a sudden, you hear like a knock at the door. And it was kind of one of those hesitant. It wasn't like a knock. It was like a, a 
okay, they're not there, whatever. I opened the door. There it was, the kid who ran up under me <laughs> at the door. So, so all of my, my teammates, they were pissed, and they wanted to kind of, well, beat him all up. of them. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. And uh, our center at the time, Desmond, he was, um, who's still my friend today. He was just at a couple of games uh, recently. He was like, yeah, who is that? He was like, I was like, you know, as I'm looking through the people, I'm like, I think that's the kid that, you know, whatever. So as the door opens, you see him, but in the background was his other teammates for like backup, just in case we beat him up. Like it was just, (laughs) Just it was funny, but it was like, all right, it makes sense. He's like, hey, I just want to say sorry. I didn't, you know, I hope you heal. And I I wasn't trying to do anything, you know, harm you and nothing malice, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember much. You know, I was outside. I was like, you know, cool, whatever. Door closes and we kind of had a conversation about it. Funny, you know, whatever. It's like, man, he showed up. But I, I mean, if if that happens to me and I'm going to someone else's hotel, I'm not going by myself either, just in case right. these black dudes <laughs> jump on top of me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was a cool story. And then I took my visit to Carolina right after that because I was in South Carolina. So I was just going to take my one of my, I think my unofficial visit. Yeah, was, I think it was unofficial visit there. So I'm in there with a big old cast, me and my high school coach. And so then Kobe's uh, high school coach told Kobe and the rest of their team about the story and maybe lied about it a little little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just added a little detail to it to motivate him Mm -hmm. to win this game. Yeah. So, So, hey, whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. You've had your, you, as much as he has on you, you've had your hand on his career. And here's what's crazy. Think about this. Like, he didn't look that up on social media. Right. (laughs) Because there was no such thing. You know, how how do you hear, hear that story? And they're in. Pennsylvania. Right. That took place in South Carolina. I'm in Florida. So it's like, it, it just, it's crazy how that story got out. Uh, but no, we, like we played against a bunch of teams from different places. Jermaine O'Neal was, uh, one, was in that tournament. Tim Thomas was in that tournament. There's a couple of other guys who, who, you know, who we know who, are, who became pros, um, was, was in that tournament. So somehow that story got to them. It's cool. So this was before you guys played AAU together or after? That would have been, it would have been that summer. Because that, that was my junior year. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you're the guy with the broken wrist. <laughs> so tell us about your AAU days and kind of what Kobe was like back in his teenage years. Well, leading up to it, I ended, I played Team Florida uh, a lot. And, and at the time, the best players in Florida were not playing AAU. Because in that time, football was dominant in the state of Florida. It was a football state. So typically in, on high school basketball teams in Florida, you had four guys probably playing football, and they would come over late. So I guess that was kind of the case or whatever. And so I, I played a few and just was like, all right, I want to play and win. Like we were, Mind you, Team Mac was on a few of those teams, on the younger team. Didn't know it at the time we were cousins. Right. We were, but he was on those team, those younger teams. I go to five star camp uh, a couple of times. Met Tim Thomas, and we became very good friends. He and the coach Jim Salmon, and um, hit it off. And he's like, "Well, hey, if you if you're not playing on any team, we'd love to have you." Tim's like, "Yeah, come play with us. Like, you can stay at my house. You can stay. We got places for you to stay." <laughs> so I play in a couple of tournaments, whatever, whatever. Next thing you know, like, well, if you they called me. They called me Sunshine at the time. You know, Florida State from Florida, <laughs> Sunshine. And then it went from Sunshine to when I got back, like I became Vi, short for Vince. Like everybody had a nickname at some point. They were like, "Well, hey, if you're available, come on back." So I started playing a couple of tournaments, and then we started going to the bigger tournaments. 
I want to say it was the first big tournament. We played the first game without Kobe, if I'm not mistaken. And then he comes the second game. And, or maybe he, did, he didn't play much the first game. And I think his dad was like, hey, come on, man. This, this is my kid. He can play and whatever. So we incorporate him at the point guard. And he comes in, lanky, and shooting. He start, he's coming to half court, shooting from half court. And he was shooting air balls. And then he'd come this next time, he'd shoot it. He hit the rim. The next time he'd make them. Like he would make a few of them. We were like, bro. I mean, we had Tim who was 6'10, super athletic. You know, I was athletic or whatever. And Kobe was athletic. And Rip was just running around doing what he does, shooting. Like we just, we had, we were beating people by 50, 60, 70 points. <laughs> so, at, you know, I mean, taking a couple of threes at half court wasn't that bad. It's just like, all right, bro, you're tripping now. So these and were in game. Like he in was game. Half court in shots. game. <laughs> We'd get the rebound and get a block or he'd get a steal and just half court shot. Whoop, and he'd make a few. But they weren't like showboating. He was confident enough to where he felt like he could knock those shots down. And our team was so gifted. Tim Thomas was 6'10". 6'11", who could play the point guard. You know, I played some point with my team. So I, everybody ha- w- w- was capable of just ball handling and everybody could get their own shot and break guys down and nobody wanted to guard, rip off of screens, i.e. if you ask anybody in the NBA who had to guard him, say they hated guarding him. It's just, we're so talented. And that's just the big, big names. We also had um, a couple of guys who actually played ACC. John- Donald Hand was a point guard at Virginia. Uh, right uh, during my time, maybe the, my last year. So he he was very capable. He was very good. We had some other guys that were local who were just studs. I mean, New York, New Jersey basketball is crazy already. So we were very talented. I mean, we played against teams. We were beating teams that had like Elton Brand was on a few of those teams. Uh, they were all young. So we, we just, it was just, we beat people. Unfair. Yeah. We were beating people in a hurry. It was out of control early. <laughs> And you just just flying, dunking on people, and what was his personality like? Did he already have that mamba mentality? He had a, he had a maybe not the to the level that he became, but you see, like he was he had a killer mentality. Mm-hmm. Like he can get a bucket, no problem. I mean, he's a point guard, so sometimes like we're running plays, and he's like, I can beat him, and you turn around, he's already laying in the bucket. Like he just he was gifted. He knew he could score. He knew he can get it, and it's this thing. Just out of the four of us, we thought Tim could go pro out of high school, but he ended up going to Villanova, which we ended up playing against each other in college. Um, obviously, Rip was in um, at UConn, and Kobe, you know, goes pro. Yeah. And um, and it's funny to see his development. He could, so I remember seeing him, and then my senior year, I played a few games, and then go to college, and then next thing you know, you're hearing about Kobe, and then I see him in the in in the McDonald's game, and Seeing he's going pro, I was like, oh, yeah, no doubt. All right. that, it wasn't a surprise at all. Now, there's a lot of guys who were coming out. I was like, uh, not with Kobe. Yeah. Not at all. T-Mac, you know, he was like, man, T-Mac, you skinny, you sure? No. <laughs> no, I mean, you knew he had the ability, Kobe, same way. Okay, let's talk about All-Star, and then we can probably close. Um, obviously, All-Star now will be revolved around Kobe and his legacy. Um, As it should. As, As it should. definitely should. As it should. Um, I'm looking forward to any and all that they do for that. But I, I okay, so I read what they're doing in the All Star game, and I didn't quite get it except for the part with, with Kobe. 
So like every quarter. Yeah, yeah, I read that too, and I was like, I need to read that again a couple of times. Yeah, it's like you have to, to read sense. it and maybe talk to someone about it, and then yeah. you understand it. But yeah. um, everyone will be wearing either number two or number twenty-four to oh. honor Gigi and Kobe. So um, I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think, and they, they've already said who's wearing what. Yeah, it's um, Giannis is 24 and yeah. LeBron is too. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know if you'll be there, but hopefully we, we might see you there in a yeah. jersey maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I doubt it. NBA, call Vince Carter. Is, I don't know if there's anything else they're going to do to honor Kobe, but whatever it is, I'm sure they'll, I, they'll do it right. I mean, so I was asked about that in Toronto, and my my response was what it, what would be the – correct thing to do. Everybody's opinion is probably the right one. And you could probably add it all to it and say, yes, that makes sense too. Yes, that makes sense too. So I feel like anything they do is going to touch and hit different. (laughs) It's going to hurt. It's going to, I mean, it's going to be an emotional day, whether it's a eight second video, 24 second video, two minute and 40, two minute and four second video. I don't care. Whatever you, whatever you do, uh, I think, or 24, two minutes and 48 seconds, which the video should be 24 and eight. Yeah. You have to think about that. You know, I, I think, uh, I hope one thing I do hope they do is they do the continue the, the eight second and 24 second shot clock yeah. in the all-star game. I, I, more than anything, I hope they do that, yeah. you know, and, and go from there. Um, as far as other tributes, but I think that's that's cool. And you're seeing it in high school. Uh, I saw it in college, so it's just pretty cool that everybody's doing that. And I I hope, I hope the NBA hears this and they do they give him his uh, they they give him his time. The Lakers actually take the court for the first time tonight since his passing. They uh, canceled their Laker Clipper game at Staples, which I think would have obviously been crazy. But we were talking about how the Hawks played. So with maybe what two hours after we found out about. It's because we got there early, early. Because I, f- I think it was like 2.30 when yeah, I found out, yeah. and then we played at 6. So yeah, you, yeah. someone else can do that math. Yeah. But I just can't. When when you took the court, were you, was that like an insane emotional moment? For yeah, you? I needed more time. Yeah. No lie. I really needed more time. Um, just trying to process it. And, and, and what made it even tougher, like I was fine throughout the day. It was just kind of like in awe and wow. Like just wow. Like, man, what is going on? This is a nightmare mm-hmm. like i'm i'm ready to wake up from this now okay ready to wake up because yeah. i gotta go to the game i gotta go you know so i'm ready to wake up fine i'm fine i'm fine and then we got to 35 minutes on the clock we we usually the team comes together we have our final meetings um for the game we go through our game plans again so coach comes in and he just sits there there's nothing on the board there's nothing on on a TV on the TV film whatever, and he's like, "It's bigger than basketball." Everybody's still hurt from it, shocked from it, still trying to process it. He just was like, "Our game plan is to go out there and play hard, have fun, and enjoy the night the best of your ability. Honor him, however you choose to honor him." but play hard and, and, and live in the moment. So it's starting to hit home a little more. And then he plays a video of Kobe, just different highlights. And, uh, and at that moment, <laughs> that's when it became tough. And that's when the reality hit. And 
became emotional and and more so than than before, before early before like just talking so i think just seeing the video that's when it was real mm-hmm. that's when it made sense or that's when it was like oh this is not a dream this is not a drill this is for real and just going through that whole entire video it was just like good lord man this is and i started kind of thinking about jersey in that moment and that conversation we will never have and um living in that moment sitting there seeing Gigi just smile and look at him and you know we're talking about her her growth and talking about dad's taking care and and doing for our child the best of our ability all of that while that video is going on it was just like what the you know and then <laughs> to add to it like uh after that's done so it's like all right it's a rap basketball for what you know but the nba is making us play okay fine let's go out there and honor him and you know after that one of the players like hey let's just reflect and you know if anybody wants to tell a story so mind you when we're telling a story a couple of us in that room has played against kobe not very oh, many people so it was just like so it was kind of like everybody's going around uh one two one of the coaches uh said something one of the players and going around and kind of like they looked down to me I was like it's not happening I wouldn't even make it through it no just a, a great moment obviously that story which I ended up talking about after the game I was able to kind of just talk about it because I'd played the game and you know I kind of can decompress briefly but I wouldn't it was not a chance yeah. so get it together run go go on the court then there's a tribute again and it's just like Round two, here we go. <laughs> and but it was it was it was healthy. It was healthy. You know, it's not anything to I'm not and not to be ashamed of, but it was it was um it was healthy. It it made for a rough night afterwards, uh, going home because like you kind of replay I'm one of those guys before I go to sleep, I replay the day, good or bad. Replaying that, found myself still up five in the morning, mm-hmm. five thirty in the morning, just sitting there like, golly, man. This is crazy. So I, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, I, I didn't know how <laughs> I didn't know how things were going to go through that uh, at the, the press conference because they asked me, you know, when I do it and talk about it, and I knew it was nothing about the game. I, I kept it together. Yeah, it was good. But I had about three more minutes. Yeah, it was gone enough. Yeah, no, you you did. I mean, and that's something that everyone knows they can always count on you for is for like gathering it and mm-hmm. saying something what like no matter what you're going through you'll yeah. always be able to kind of speak on it so I, I thought that was great and personally for me when I I was taking a nap and I woke up to a text about it and I'm like there's no way this is true there's no way whatever it's hard to find out it was true but it was the same thing for me I'm like maybe I'm still sleeping like I'm, I have to still be sleeping yeah. and like you said you said this earlier it's like Kobe right no way yeah and Getting to work, I was, you know, still in that no way zone. And then you get there and in the media room, there's like four TVs on and they're on CNN, they're on ESPN, they're on NBA TV and it's all about him. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's when I lost it. Cause I, I realized like, yeah. this is not, this is a, this is not a drill. This is a real thing. And that, that's when everyone's freaking out, trying to figure out who else was on the helicopter. And, yeah. um, but it was like you said, like healthy, it was cathartic to work and to be able to. Um, I feel like, you know, I just do social media, but to honor Kobe to the best of everyone's mm-hmm. ability, mm-hmm. you know, we only posted stuff about Kobe that night. And for me to be able to share Trey's performance, you know, a lot of that obviously was for Kobe. So that was cool. Yeah. And it's a way of healing. I mean, it's just, I, I think the 
at some point, uh, you know, you want to get the process started of the reality of what the situation is. And then now you can grieve and start to heal to move on or get that grieving process started. Because I think this is going to affect a lot of people for a very long time, not to the emotional state that maybe initially, but still is just one of those like you get that weird feeling in your stomach just thinking about it. And, you know, like us talking about it still like that weird feeling. I'm not at the vulnerable emotional state as I was a couple of days ago, but you can feel it sometimes like, ooh, it's on the way. I mean, mm-hmm. breathe, you know, yeah. it's that, that type of thing just because like this is somebody who is 41 years old who you know, like it's it, honestly, it's like when you don't feel like you know about it, you feel bad, but it's like, okay, I don't know him. Right. But it's just like, uh, I know this man, like know him, just talk to him. Like that's when it's kind of like. <sighs> and but it's crazy how much that also goes for fans who have never seen him in person in their life. Like they, you know, are still obviously will be grieving for a long time and they didn't even know him. So and, and, and you know, that's one of the thing. I, one of the things I said in the um, the presser afterwards is that it was interesting to sit in that locker room and know. How I felt, I know how the coaches, one of the coaches, Melvin Hunt, who coached him for a year, some of the other coaches coached against him, Evan Turner, who played against him, maybe Jabari Parker, that's it. So we had real moments against him, and we can actually talk about our battles. But it was interesting to see everyone else in that locker room who, obviously, who weren't or just born or one years old, couldn't even process basketball on TV, how it bothered them and affected them. I mean, obviously you see the videos and you see his greatness and they loved him because of, he was sought after and well talked about. Obviously Trey had a moment and he began began to become friends with Kobe. So I can understand that one. And he'd just talked to him. Mm-hmm. On top of that, so because I he felt was for selected him. for All Star. Yes, and Kobe, and Kobe called, called him and congratulated him. And Gigi, being a fan of his, like, so I, uh, so. Uh, but watching these other guys who probably, who more than likely, have never met him, but are diehard fans of his, and it had the same effect, yeah. you know, for for them. And uh, then to see like my my friends, um, KP, who was just. Devastated. He's like, bro, I couldn't come to the game. It's just, I didn't want to talk to anybody for two days. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Like I said, he, he's like, he, he told me he, when they won the championship in Orlando against, the, you know, uh, playing the Magic, he bought a ticket for like four fifty in the nosebleed just to be there because he's a diehard Laker fan. So it's just you watch Kobe grow up in front of you, mm-hmm. in which he's melted your heart somehow. And to hear that news. So it's just, I was processing all of that. It was like, man, I know how I feel because I have some type of attachment to him. And it would have been interesting to hear everybody's, a little story about like, why, why, what is making you emotional? Why are you feeling so much emotion right now? And like I said, for you, it's cool to hear, hear that, you know, for, for me, it's like, okay, you know, that just says for him what he's become. You know, he was like iconic, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, another thing I said, and, and I, I truly believe in it's amazing how it happens. Like you hated Kobe for so long right. as a Sacramento Kings fan or just a fan in general, like, man, Kobe, just because whatever. But that night he scored 60 point on his final game 
I think he captivated the world as he moved into retirement. You loved him like he was a, one of your players all of your career. It's just amazing how it happened. So I think that's what touched everyone. Yeah. And just that that mutual respect, no matter if you hated him when he played your team, that yeah. touched everybody. Yeah. It's been kind of, you know, cool to hear everyone's stories about, you know, Swaggy P and Lou Will went back and forth on Twitter. And I loved the story, so I just want to retell it for anyone who hasn't heard it. Basically, they got blown out when they were in Portland and Kobe picked oh, yes. up yeah. Kobe picked up everyone. He's Everyone's shoes that was wearing Kobe's and threw them in the trash and said that they were too soft to wear his shoes. And I just thought that was amazing and a perfect story. And I can't wait to continue to hear more stories like that, just of his greatness. But to be able to smile um, in reflection of I tell you a tragedy. Who I can't wait to, to hear tell stories. Shaq is one of them. Mm -hmm. But we had him on recently is Lamar. Yeah. Because he's he's been there in the battles with him in the trenches. So I would love to hear some of his stories. Um about it. I saw him in an interview and it looked well. Yeah. You know, just, uh, but he, he talked about, yeah, Lamar, he talked about his, his love for Kobe, um, in, in our, um, in our interview. And, uh, so I know he's another guy that I'm going to reach out to. I just haven't yet. Just once I saw that, I was like, I'm going to wait. You know, I'm one of those guys like, yeah, give you a space. But right. I think just to show that people are thinking about you in this time, um, uh, is 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 needed so and obviously your heartbreaks for the families of everyone Absolutely. involved and Vanessa I can't imagine what her and her babies are going through and the rest of the families lost two parents you know there's so much tragedy around it that and I saw uh, a cool video on um, to for the to the um, the baseball coach yeah. and his team as well and hearing his son I want to say and some of the players talk about him and and how he was and his mentality and what he expected. So it was, it was just cool to now to see obviously Kobe and his name, obviously you know, above and beyond, but uh, he, you know, to now see tributes to the, the other fallen right. is, is pretty cool too. Even if we didn't know them at all, like it was cool to kind of see that video and like, all right, cool. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't something like, let me skip over it next night. I was just like very interested because yeah. we don't know them like, you know, some people do. Yeah. And it, was, it was great. And and they also deserve to be honored. 100, 100%. And, um, Christina Mauser's husband went on, did a few interviews, and just okay. to hear him talking about it, you know, it's nice that because we're never going to forget all of the victims that were on that plane. And I think that everyone, everyone in their family is making sure that that doesn't happen. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, so much for grieving with us by listening to our episode. If you want to donate to the um, any of the families, uh, feel free to visit mambaon3.org. And I think they're all, you know, up the, you know, now can look down and, and feel the love. And of course, the people are going to feel the love for Kobe and Gigi because of their name. I think everyone's doing an uh, outstanding job and not forgetting everyone else affected in right. this um, in this unbelievable tragedy. So, like I said, blessings and prayers to everyone out there who's going through this situation. However, they're handling it. You're not alone. You know, we're all kind of in support of each other from afar. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Winging It podcast. If you'd like to donate to the other victims' families, feel free to visit mambaon3.org to donate or for more information. Thank you again so much for listening to us after all this time. We greatly appreciate you and all the support you've given us this season. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of all the lives lost on the helicopter crash and those that are grieving at this time. Winging It will be back soon with new episodes. We'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.